This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Because sometimes an episode is simply good. Yes, it says microphone brackets, um, bad microphone, do not use. That's good. That's what <laughs> okay. I want from you. <laughs> <laughs> it says microphone that makes pops and clicks. Okay, well, <laughs> we, we actually lost a patron a few days ago. So. Oh, oh shit! Oh, no. <laughs> the one guy we didn't know. That's like, the so one patron sad. We <laughs> what did we do? I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll do anything to get you back, whoever we still you are. Listen, we still, have, we still get more money in total. Yeah, it's fine. We did, I uh, firmly believe it's because he heard about all the Patreon stuff and was like, I better get rid of all my Patreons. Oh, wait, no, we have four Patreons again. Then we didn't lose him. Oh, thank yeah. God. Then it might it might have just oh. been like a mistake on Patreon. Of, thank on... you, friend, for not leaving us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that we would be... Because the Patreon you know. website has, has been having like... Yeah, issues. it's been fucking up basically for the last week. Although it seems to work now. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to thank everyone who supported us on Patreon. It's because it really means a lot. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It genuinely yeah. does. It I know we do. We do this smile. at the end, but thank you, pa- exactly. Patreon patrons. We love you. This doesn't need to stay in the episode. I think it I mean, should. It also. It also like I mentioned it to my mum the other like today, and she's like, "Wait, you're making money off this?" And I was like, "No, oh, sort of. <laughs> no. Not really. No, but people are paying I mean, yeah, us. Yeah, she's losing money off this." <laughs> I have enough money off it now that I can pay uh, hosting, putting it on the internet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We have the potential yeah. to make money. That's good. We know we'd only yeah. need like three more people, and we could make like twenty p each uh, a month, and that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you want to, Charlotte, if you want the like money for the Amanda Palmer Patreon. <laughs> to be financed from our patreon we could arrange that i guess honestly it's worth it as as somebody who wasn't on those episodes they are very worth it (laughs) we'll eventually get you on a bonus george yeah george it's just all about timing (laughs) george are you ready to read a a twilight knockoff book (laughs) yes (laughs) for in two weeks because that's what we're gonna do next. it might not be twilight i think it's probably closer to vampire diaries yeah Mm. Because the Dark Light series is the Twilight one. You, If you want to be on All the bonus... All of us bought it. <laughs> I haven't bought it yet, but okay. <laughs> I will. I bought it yesterday It's 99p as an ebook. I'm okay. really excited to read There's it. Always, I wonder if it's on Libgen. If you object Probably. to buying it, I will buy you a copy. No, don't do that, because <laughs> that's silly. Because I've got a job. <laughs> and you don't, so... <laughs> yeah, no, I actually... I handed in my notice today at Big British Beer pub Boys. company <laughs> at yeah. climate uh, forks um, wow that's a not, that's a <laughs> fucking hell climate forks <laughs> that's good so that's really nice it's <laughs> i've been raking in as much furlough as possible and they were like we're opening in two weeks you need to give two weeks notice for your notice well now that i've got as literally as much money out of you guys as possible <laughs> Bye. You, you deserve it, Luce. Yeah, I do. They Fuck were underpaying those guys. me. Of you know, we they used were. To, you yeah. you pour like three pints for a group of people, and you realize, like, in about two minutes, and you realize that's as much as that's more than you're going to be paid in an hour. Mm-hmm. It's cool. So, it's sad. Have, you, have you considered that doesn't have enough money? I mean, <laughs> the owner yeah. of this large pub chain doesn't have enough money. <laughs> 
have you, have you ever looked at him and been like, this man is clearly insane and should be stopped? Look, if he was, if he was rich, he wouldn't have hair like that. <laughs> he, would, he would be able to pay mm. for better hair and not looking like a maniac. <laughs> You'd think. <laughs> I do think it's funny how rich people have really bad hair. It's a thing. It shows they don't, it it's because they don't have to care about looking like presentable because mm. they're rich. Yeah, it's like the narcissism that comes with it. Guys. What? Yes. The quote on time.is is today. Uh-huh. Oh, oh no, what? what there is, is always is time for oh, another last minute. Terry oh, Pratchett. Oh. It's fate. <laughs> it is fate. A Terry Do we need Pratchett to end quote. The podcast now? Just for us. Um, yeah, I guess so. This is gonna be our best episode yet. Um Stan this- Rinswind, um <laughs> Bjorn Strong the Arm. Bjorn Strong the Arm recall. Um <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I will bring. Exciting. I'm bringing us in now. This is. I can like cut some stuff out of this. Probably. Yeah, probably should. Yeah, please. You're not. You're not my ranch hand. I'm not. I'm not your cattle. Um, you can't bring me in. I'm the ranch hand of everyone. So <laughs> sorry. I want to be the first person in the game to say. F- I've never really got rinse when takeaway. He spells Please. He's the character who started off the Discworld series. Most important wizard out of anyone I can see. He's a useful character to have around, but he's not one that I personally like very highly. Rincewind is a top geezer. What can I tell you about Rincewind? Welcome back to Who Watches the Watch, your favourite international Discworld podcast um, by your best friends, which is me, Charlotte. And it's me, Lucy. And I'm your other best friend, Janos. <laughs> and I'm your best best friend, George. Okay, bold statements. <laughs> Newly crisp. Yeah, George has a microphone now. <laughs> Once again, George has, been, uh, George has been put in the oven and been crisped up. Um, I know we tried this before and he came out the oven and he was soggy again, but this time it's definitely going to work. I got put in the dehydrator and then basted one more time and put in for good luck. And exactly. Yeah. Turns out 230 degrees was my ideal temperature. Aww. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Mine> Aww. too. <laughs> yeah, so... It turns out it's maybe a better idea to like get a, get a fresh one instead of trusting eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, mm. yes. This week we are reading the first half of Sorcery. We are once again with our best... Sorcery. Sorcery. We're here with our best friend, Rincewind, who we love. Yeah, um, I missed him. And we've also met a whole new host of fun friends and characters. I, I yeah. love all of them. <laughs> They're all good, is the thing. They're all good. Um, no problematic characters or concepts <laughs> in this one. Edward Said would love this. So we had to talk about <laughs> Orientalism this episode, which is great because this is going to be a theme for like the rest of Discworld. <laughs> <laughs> which unfortunately we're yeah. just going to have to tackle like book by book and have discussion about. 
Um, but first of all, do we have like a Goodreads segment or anything? Oh, we do have a Goodreads segment, kind of. Um, my Wi-Fi has been pretty bad recently, but um, so I think I went over this last week, but Sorcery was lower than Mort. Which yeah. this is a good Goodreads segment. Goodreads, good corner. I don't know. We should come up with a name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, wait, Lucy, are you going to do a joke? <laughs> if no, I'm going to do a joke, I'll announce when I'm doing a joke because we'll be going into Lucy's joke <laughs> corner. Okay. So, this, is, this is Lucy's serious zone. This is yeah. Lucy's serious zone. Goodreads um, information. Uh, so I said last week obviously that this is like one of the lower ones it beats light fantastic and the color of magic but it only has a 3.89 on goodreads which i think that might be more than hamlet i'm not sure i can't remember what hamlet was (laughs) well hamlet's got loads of like confusing words in it so it makes sense yeah well exactly also you're not supposed to read hamlet (laughs) you can i mean you're supposed to it's a play yeah perhaps no, actually, on Goodreads, you have to interpret things as you read them. So reviewing a play in the same way you'd review a book is is perfect. No, but Hamlet is at a 4.0, so... <laughs> okay, so this is a little worse than Hamlet. A little worse, just just a little. It is tragic that sorcery is missed. It is like, if it was just 0.2 lower, it would be 3.69, and that would be nice. It nice. would be very nice. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I want uh, my Terry Pratchett books to be more horny. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is funny because I, I think I'd said before that I gave pretty much every Terry Pratchett book I'd read, which is up until Guards Guards, I'd given them all five stars except The Color of Magic, but no, I gave this one four as well. Okay. Which, Damn. A damning uh, indictment. Yes, it is. And I was right. I think it's a shame because there's some, there's some bits of this book that I do really like. Um, yeah, there's yeah. some good stuff. Like, there's oh, I've moved to a different web page and now okay, it's fine, it's working. Yeah, there's some good stuff, but I think <laughs> some of it's outweighed by stuff. It's less. It's certainly less cohesive than Mort was. <laughs> Janosch, this is in. This is a a Goodreads thing that is relevant to you. Okay. So there is a question on Goodreads obviously we always had the questions about should I read this one first and everyone's like mm. I don't know probably not um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree so somebody has asked is there anybody who is reading slash has read this in German I'm always interested in translation Ugh. solutions and I would really love to know how the problem of geese brackets a big bird was tackled if you have a German version would you mind having a look at how geese was translated literally it would be geese as in g-i-e-s but that does not lend itself to the big bird joke i'd really appreciate it what we haven't we geese. haven't encountered I this have no idea what this review is talking we, about we haven't geese. encountered we haven't this joke yet. yet this joke is further on in the book um but the ro- I, I believe it's pronounced gas it's um it's an irish word originally yeah, yeah g-e-a-s but then you think about but, like geese yeah Right. I mean, I wonder about right. because there's a joke in this half, which is the unique experience, which is a eunuch joke. But I don't know if that translates at all. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I no. don't know. I did read this in German, but it was a long time ago, and I don't remember how individual puns were tackled in it. <laughs> you I'm don't. Sorry. That's terrible. Okay. There is a there is a reply by somebody called Elke. Um, okay. She says, "Somebody brackets different forum answered me." 
It's translated, brackets, badly, in my opinion, with a wordplay, brackets, question mark, okay. on Bock. That's rude. Equals Bock, brackets, German, equals Buck, Joke. brackets, English, which is totally off a tangent and makes a perfectly obvious good translation bad, brackets, less. What? <laughs> Damn. Why is this? I don't get I'm why confused. this is bad. So, like, Bock, Buck, I don't know. You're the German speaker. <laughs> it's look. This is this is not that bad. Like, okay, they just just substituted a name that sounds like. Okay, what is gas? Like, what is G E A S? It's like a... gas. Gas. It's pronounced gas. What okay. is that? It's an ob. It's like a, a sort of mythic obligation or, or quest. Um, like quest. Yeah, you, you you have like a sort of. You have to follow it. Destiny. That you must, must, must follow through with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. But the joke is that you read it like geese, like a goose. He does this repeatedly. I know. He does this in Tiffany Aching <laughs> he as loves, well. <laughs> he, loves this, he loves this joke so much. It's also a spell in Dungeons and Dragons. Ah. Uh, the, geese, the geese spell. <laughs> maybe I'm not that mad about the German translation because I simply don't get the joke in English either. <laughs> <laughs> That's highly likely. Um, but you yeah. might not know what a gas is, so it's like, you'd just be like, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's more of more of my issue. I don't care about the pronunciation. I have simply never heard this word a in my life. A lot of people, it's kind of an old thing that I'm not sure people put have in things that much anymore. So unless you're British, British? unless you're British, you probably, and like very specific British, then you probably don't yeah. know what oh. it is. Yeah, I mean, Such Irish. like the word is the word features in like ancient Irish literature, like Cú uh, Cullen and everything like that. Yeah, but it's, we're uh, you know we're archaeologists. Old shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I me not understanding one <laughs> pun in a book is not gonna affect my reading experience uh-huh. negatively. Um, in the same mm. way as in the same way I think people make too much of a fuss of or so much of the wordplay Mr. Terry Pratchett uses in his books and gonna get lost in the translations. Everybody is saying this. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've heard it's people say fine. that. Like of course I, I also prefer the books in English. Of course I do. I prefer I, I simply don't like reading in German anymore. if I know the original <laughs> language, which is English. I don't yeah, speak much. Well, because if, if it's had a I can't translation, believe you'd say that there's no good writers in. Yeah, what about Mr. Goerthy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get to that when we tackle it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the thing: like, I, of course, if you can read it in English, but if you don't read it in a translation, it's fine. Maybe it's just going to be like ninety-five percent as enjoyable. As an English speaker reading it in English, you're still going to have fun with it. It's fine. Yeah. I'm trying... I recently bought um, Los Juegos del Hambre, which is the Hunger Games, but in Spanish, so that I can improve Mm -hmm. my Spanish. And I'm very excited to read a translated book for the first time in my entire life. (laughs) I used to have Welsh Harry Potter, but I just gave up. No, no. Have you not read a translated book? Well, no, I've read translated books, like, from Russian into English, but I'm reading a Spanish book. So I'm reading oh, so a translation in... I'm reading the book in Spanish. It's a book I read okay. in English. I'm reading it in Spanish. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, no, I've read I've okay. read foreign books before. <laughs> yeah, because I... I only read English authors. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, but the English course I did for, like, an A-level equivalent thing was, like, you can't do translated works 
because well yeah it's called english (laughs) (laughs) well they were like you can't analyze it the same way but it was sort of like okay but of course you can't analyze it the same way but you still can analyze Mm -hmm. it like the yeah, themes are still of... there, even if the language isn't like no, the themes as changed. meaningful. You can't translate themes, Lucy. They're untranslatable. <laughs> I had, I had someone tell me at one point. Uh, this is the same. <laughs> I just remember this is the same guy who I mentioned in an earlier episode who said, uh, "Like you can't just say someone's a war criminal because everyone is." <laughs> you can't just say someone's a war criminal because they've bombed civilians. <laughs> yeah, the same guy also told me when he saw uh, *Parasite*, he liked it, but he also said he I, like it. He said something like it deserved the Oscar, but I don't. I, and I said, yeah, I think also like it could also have won like some acting awards or something, not mm. just a regular Oscar because the actors were really good in it. And then he said, well, I, I don't think. Uh, an actor in a non-English language film should be nominated for best actor because you can't judge the performance uh, if you don't uh, understand uh, the language. Uh, <laughs> what? Who does he think the parasites were uh, in that film? This is a slightly un- unrelated question, but does he think that they were the parasites? <laughs> it was. They were both wrong. Um. Yeah, he 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 also said that the the rich family wasn't that bad and. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> interesting. So, does he listen? He should listen to, to this podcast because he would love it. Um, I'm sure he would. <laughs> um, he's he's not in my team anymore, so uh-huh. that's a, that's good. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna what? get into some more of these Goodreads um, reviews. Oh, by the way, before you do that, yeah, because I, I have the. I, I need to get this out of my system because when I looked up Hamlet on Goodreads, I thought, let me look at the one-star reviews and the the top <laughs> one-star review for Hamlet is by someone who starts with, I'm an English literature student and I absolutely love Shakespeare's plays. Uh, this is nothing unusual or exciting. Most English students live for Shakespeare. Mm. And then he says, uh, this is also one of his most revered plays. Uh, so I'm somewhat dumbfounded at my reaction. This play was frustrating, annoying, and damn right revolting. And then he, you know, because it's a Goodreads review, it's way too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but What's his revolting point about is, this book that isn't in Titus Andronicus? Sorry, carry on. His his <laughs> point is he doesn't like Hamlet because, because however, Hamlet is one of the most idiotic and self self obsessed oh characters in creation. Do this? Does this person like Romeo and Juliet? Because if they think <laughs> Hamlet was dumb. Oh my god, I have some news for them. <laughs> and his, his three main arguments is... He, he lays out his main arguments in three points. One, uh-huh. a crap idea for revenge. Oh my god. Cinema <laughs> <laughs> wow. sins, ding. Have you ever done revenge, but like bad? <laughs> Fucking Hamlet. Real cool. What if Hamlet was the Joker? That would be cooler. Yeah. This this was my criticism of Romeo and Juliet when I was like fourteen, doing it in GCSE. It's not my criticism of Romeo and Juliet now because you've grown. Because I'm not I'm not Patrick Rothfuss. Yeah. I don't expect all my characters to make the best logical decisions ever and be a more efficient character in the game that is your narrative. The whole point of Hamlet is he's like kind of unstable. Yeah, he's yeah, not he's meant to be correct. It's he's, he's literally a tragedy. Time. Yeah, 
That's so funny. Yeah, his his second po- argument is Hamlet is a fool, which we talk about, and then three, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is too self obsessed. Oh shit, Hamlet's solipsistic. <laughs> this is so funny to me. I can I also can't imagine like writing a a review for anything that was written that long ago. I mean, obviously, like English literature is a degree and as a subject exists, and you do like write essays on that kind of thing but yeah writing a critical review review. on a book review website of like yeah hamlet was Mm. dumb this is a bad revenge plot it's like such a like a obviously he's not real b the author can't hear you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean and to probably criticize probably criticize literature from that time or plays from that time you you not only have to be like skilled in like literature review and like crit- literary criticism you also need to know the the historical context yeah. in which it was written it's, it's 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 something yeah yeah but like all that aside like just the idea that you would criticize a piece of literature because the character is flawed <laughs> That's some like bullshit. Yeah. Like I don't know. That's like Tumblr criticism. Yeah, Tumblr morality stuff. Like you can't like I this definitely as a person, did that. as a character because they have um, a flaw. And it's like I mean, it's like I yeah. really like Tywin in get in a song about some fire, but he's a <laughs> shitty person. I think it's an interesting character. Like no, if you'd like a character who's bad, then you're bad by, by association. <laughs> no, but being shitty, being shitty is fine as a character. Like that's that's okay. Yeah, it's 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 only like when you make an illogical decision because emotions yeah. are, are entirely separate from logic <laughs> and treat it like morality is also entirely separate from logic. Haven't you gone I'm on very smart. Uh, less wrongs rationalist forums and like learn how to make entirely rational decisions? I haven't done that, mm. but it pains I'm, me I that am... you have. <laughs> I've read Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality. Yeah. <laughs> my, my meal every night is I eat a, a printed picture of the uh, the food pyramid. <laughs> um, okay. And drink, drink a big mug of less wrong juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. I'm going to get into the Goodreads reviews because we need to move on to this book. Okay. 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 So I just want to leave with my favorite one, which is some guy called Matt rating it one star and saying, as his entire review, awful. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) I love it. It's succinct. It tells me, you know, that tells you everything. Awful. Are we still in? Are we still in Hamlet? No, no, we're, we're on, on to sorcery. sorcery now. I'm not reading Hamlet reviews oh, on right. our on a. I mean, okay. <laughs> save that it's, for it's about... our, save that for our Hamlet podcast. <laughs> that would that would be on brand for us though. It, reading it really reading would. reading Goodreads reviews of. of Do you of think Hamlet. the review awful just one word is uh, puts your feelings towards Hamlet succinctly? <laughs> no, I like Hamlet. I like Hamlet. <laughs> I like Hamlet too. I was talking I've about George. I've never seen though. it performed, so I can't make a proper judgment. I think. Obviously, my favorite Shakespeare play is uh, Coriolanus, but um, Hamlet's like my <laughs> okay. favorite is King Lear. Hipster, but it's it. fine. We disagree. It's okay. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Charlotte is your actual favorite. Yes. Coriolanus. Yes. <laughs> 
My great grandfather claimed that we were descended from Coriolanus. I don't know he why you want own... that. <laughs> no, neither do I. He did his own research in like the like the forties, and he was like, "Yes, we are descended from Coriolanus." Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And and Macbeth. He said the same thing. But I am allegedly related? descended from Dick Turpin, the highwayman. Well, George, I'm re- I'm related to King yeah. Lear, so. I mean, yes, the entirely <laughs> fictional king in no. Geoffrey of Monument's no. History of Britain. No, George, he's real, and I'm related to him. He's my grandfather. Anyway, let okay. me carry on with Goodreads reviews. So yes. <laughs> I want to bring up another one by this guy called Samuel. I'm not putting people's last names on this because <laughs> I don't want to. Um, and I'm just going to read... Um, no, I'm going to read the whole thing of this. This is the fifth book I've read of Discworld, and it keeps disappointing me. Boring story, <laughs> uninteresting characters, and I don't like this writing. It is difficult to keep track of where we are and who we are following. When a story is great, I don't care about an omniscient narrator, but if it is combined with a boring mm, story, it is horrible to follow. I have more books of Discworld, so but I don't know if give them another chance. Why would you read five books of a series you don't like? Yeah, I think they've just started reading their first book that isn't Jack Reacher. (laughs) No, but I can see, I can see why someone wouldn't like the style of Discord. It's not for everyone. It's fine. I just don't know why you would keep going. Yeah, no, it's not for everybody. But I wouldn't read five books of a series that I didn't enjoy. I didn't like Six of Crows, so I'm not going to buy the next one because I already regret the money I spent on the first. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm not going to read Patrick Rothfuss's second book of the Name of the Wind series, you know? Because, <laughs> like, I already know I don't like it. I know I don't like the style of writing. I know I don't like any of the characters. So why would I continue? This person's read five! I, but I can understand it a little bit with this world. I can understand it a little bit, though, because people are always going to keep saying, well, it's, you know, the first few books aren't as great. It's going to get better. So I can understand why someone mm. would be like, OK, I'm going to start with The Color of Magic. Uh, but, you know, everyone tells me it's not the best one. OK, I'm going to read The Light Fantastic. OK, but we're still early in the series, you know. But maybe for three, but I think five, you got to yeah. give it up. I do by think then. if by the time you get to get to Mort, like if you're actually reading in order, by the time you get to Mort, you'll probably know if you like the series or not. Yeah. Yeah. I just think five is a long time to give a series. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I can't get properly mad at this person. I'm just... Okay. I well, just feel like <laughs> this person should maybe spend their time reading anything else. It I, is interesting. I feel sorry for this person, you know. I just finished my fifth reread of uh, Song of Ice and Fire, um, and I'm I'm going to tell you I'm not going to read A Dream of Spring. Challenges. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to react to that. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, they're frothing the at the mouth. Um, <laughs> this is a sensitive topic. <laughs> It's just it's just me with a big stick poking Charlotte and Janos from like hundreds of miles away. I am unpokable. I cannot be riled. Um, I mean, maybe not about things that are obviously jokes. Okay. No. Okay. Continue, Lucy. So this um, is the this is the last one. I'm, is it the last one I'm going to read? Okay. I'm going to read one, and then I'm going to read another. So this one is by somebody called. Oi Smithy. Oi Smithy. Okay. One star. 
I really don't like Rintwin. He's just a whinger. For me, this is the worst of the first five books, verging on the boring. I'm starting to wonder if maybe I just don't get Terry Pratchett. That's sad. I mean, the thing is, Rintwin is a whinger, but I think it's a good quality. I like Rintwin. Even when he's, like, horny, I I still like Rintwin. I didn't like that. (laughs) I like it when he's complaining. I like those bits. Yeah. So we have, and then yeah. here's the last one I'm going to read. It's by Aspen. One star. Awful, irritating nonsense. The most irritating part <laughs> is that from the start, you know, rinse thing has to end things. So all the intervening travel is just a fill in waste of my life reading it. <laughs> Give this yeah. one in the series a bypass. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love this kind of uh, criticism where it's like, well, from the start of, if you start watching an episode of Columbo, you already know who the, the who the murderer is. So why would you bother watching the rest of it? This is like when my dad said that he watched Mad Max Fury Road and thought it was really annoying because they just like went far and then came back to the same place. Yeah. It's like, That's not the point. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like, I have know. you considered about the themes the and everything else that happens? emotional and spiritual. He was like, it was one long car chase. And I'm like, I, I know. So it was literally <laughs> so a that's, journey. That's why it Do was you so think sick. it might have been literally a journey in the physical and emotional metaphorical sense? Have you considered that? I don't know. No, it's impossible. <laughs> Do you think there's like these people... Uh, people's preferred way of enjoying something would actually just be reading up the Wikipedia summary because then you know what happens in it and then you don't have to go through actually reading the entire thing and enjoying it maybe. Sometimes, yeah. Mm. I think that, I don't know, it's almost like they want to have read something without actually wanting to like have the experience of reading something. I want to, I want to, I want to know what a human being would be like if you, if you, from birth, they were locked (laughs) in a room and they all they had access to was Wikipedia and then like nourishment and that was it. What would they be like? Um they would probably I mean, be like also, anyone on the alt right. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? This makes no it's sense. I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt your bit here. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Anyway, and I, sh- I don't, I don't do bits. I'm not some kind of two-bit comedian. No, why would someone on the alt right be someone who only read Wikipedia? Like, I don't know. I was just coming up with stuff off the top of my head, and I couldn't think of a better <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> I can't believe I've been called out, but by my my co-host of many projects has decided yes. <laughs> today yeah. to say he's taking a stand against bad Charlotte jokes. I mean, what we're talking about. No, the thing is, it wasn't a bad joke. It was just not nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, That's you've worse. got to stop holding us to a higher standard. Like I demand to be held to a lower standard. Today, I am I am officially resigning from who watches the watch. Okay, I'm just I'm deciding I'm deciding this, so that I'm in keep... charge of this podcast, and I'm saying we have to get into the book now because we've been going okay. on my audacity for forty minutes. <laughs> Okay, that's true. Let's talk about the book sorcery. Okay, I want to add like one more thing to the Goodreadses also because we like you read some of them and once again, I can't really like we we went on some bits related to them. But to be completely honest, this might also be my least favorite of the ones we've read so far. It's not my least. (sighs) 
It's it's hard to say because I think thematically it's my least favorite. Yeah. But in mm. terms of how it's written, it's not as bad as one and two. So this beat it's better written than Color of Magic. Yeah, structurally this but... beats Color of Magic, but thematically no, no. Yeah, and Color of Magic is the first one. Yeah, so, and I think mm. it's it's not fair to give the first book uh, to say you know of course he didn't start off with his best book immediately very few people do mm-hmm. uh, but mm. in this one he already wrote Mort yeah I think so this one this... this one suffers from being between Mort and Weird Sisters yeah, exactly. I think this is just like and it's definitely one I, I remember the least and when I'm thinking about the books yeah. I don't think oh yeah sorcery that was great and it sucks because like, there is bits that I really like I like good this child I like yeah. this child stuff and I like, oh, what about wizard fascism? <laughs> and this idea of, like, and, like, forced destiny. But then all the Rincewind stuff is just, like, awful, mostly. It's so the rinse, bad. It's think, just uh, riddled with orient- orientalism. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh, but this yeah, is nowhere yeah. near as bad as um, uh, Jingo. Although that one, it sort of <laughs> so, trying to play with the idea of that a bit more. Jingo um, is trying to be anti-racist, but... yeah. Badly? I, it I trip, read it. trips over its dick a, a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, cut that bit. It trips over itself a lot. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said dick. That was unnecessary. no. I like. I no, like the uh, way you good. put it. Yeah. Um, I haven't like obviously I haven't read past God's God. So for me, this one I like pyramids probably has bad stuff, but I think this one is a is worse in terms of yeah. A, a lot of stuff. I know we'll get into it. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I think I think like you know we're, we're talking about the Orientalism now. We might as well get into it. I think. Yeah. Um, Should we do a short summary I first? Th- yeah, probably just a. Okay. Mm. Um, this yes. book is about so there's a boy and his name is well there's a it starts with a wizard and the wizard is having his eighth son who um, because he's the eighth son of an eighth son of an eighth son so he's like the eighth son of a wizard he is a sorcerer which means he's like a source of magic and magic flows through him into the world mm-hmm. um source source with a u yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> and before he dies his dad says that he he's going to even though sorcerers are supposed to create their own destiny he's going to create a destiny for him and take revenge you know the wizards who kicked him out when he wanted to get married and so he goes into his staff and basically is like, I will guide him. And Death's like, fucked up, but okay. Um, <laughs> so this takes place, I guess, a few years later. The boy comes to the Unseen... Uh, bleh, the Unseen University. Um, yeah, yeah, the Unseen University. And is like, I am your Arch-Chancellor now. He fucks up a bunch of shit and takes over. Um, and he's he like... He kills people. Yeah, he kills the <laughs> Arch-Chancellor. He kills another guy. But he's also baby, he's and his baby. staff is mean to him. Um, he is. He just know what's going we're on. We're going to get into some discussion about the father son stuff later, because yeah, I think anyway. it's the strongest yeah. part for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and this sort of like, oh, he's he's gonna he's obsessed with power. They're gonna burn all the library books and stuff. Um, uh, meanwhile, Rincewind's also here. He knows something's bad's going to happen. He goes to the pub. Um, he meets a woman called Kanina, who's the daughter of Cohen the Barbarian. 
And she's still in the Archchancellor's hat, which is magic and has like souls of other Archchancellors. And it wants to get and away. She's very sexy. Because it doesn't want to be worn by the sorcerer and be used for bad. So they go on a boat to Clatch, which is. Question mark? <laughs> um, I guess it's supposed to be like Middle Eastern Turkish, maybe? Um, it comes across as a Turkish it uh, is, stereotype. It's a, they it's have a bunch like of yogurt and tropes. stuff. I don't know. It is the it's a Orient. Mess. It's a mess. <laughs> it's like this is a foreign, it's foreign parts. Like. It's foreign, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's. it's Let's ho- let's wait a second before we discuss. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, so they go to Clatch and they meet. Like, not that much really happens. They have some fights. They end up in like uh, the palace where they meet the ruler and the grand vizier, and they have the hat because the hat got stolen. Um, there's some slavers. There's some other stuff, um, and that's basically all that happens in the first half of the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. before we start screaming uh, all over the place, like here's. Let's let's decide how we're gonna discuss this. Because here's some <laughs> things I wanted to talk about. One, the good parts of the book. Okay. Okay. Uh, two, all the Orientalist stuff. Three, Rincewind. Four, uh, the great character of Conina. So where do we want okay. to start? Um. Oh, and Veterinary too, I guess. God, that's a good can, I guess he belongs in the I've good parts of the book. I've taken so many. I've I've taken so many highlights from this book which is partly because the highlights I took were huge sections and one mm. of them might be a Lucy's joke corner thing but probably oh, not okay okay <laughs> I've got some uh, I've got some things to say is this a joke okay, corner that this is the first time the first time <laughs> I took notes oh um, and then you'll be less you'll be less pleased to know that I took notes while I was very very drunk no I want to okay. hear this that's <laughs> and, good and then you'll be increasingly pleased to know that because I was so drunk I didn't save those notes so I don't have them <laughs> oh well mm-hmm. that was a bait and switch do you have We're them or no <laughs> do you that's remember that's a story them? in three parts for you all <laughs> okay so joking. we should decide because I think we can discuss the what was I gonna say yeah I think we should uh, we should kind of try to s- separate discussions of the coin plot and the Rincewind plot because mm-hmm. yeah. they're up to this they're point unrelated. they're like two different stories basically yeah, yeah. should we maybe and, I mean yeah. coin is first in the book yeah should we start with I should think we should coin? start with that yeah okay mm-hmm. so coin is a little baby boy he's 10 years old when he comes to um Unseen University and like so taking it back 10 years to when he was born his dad called... He's not Isidore. I can't remember. I didn't save his name. It's like... Ipslor. Ipslor. Yeah. And he's like, this is my eighth baby. I am an eighth baby. This baby will be sorcerer. And then Death shows up and he's like, that's a nice, like, cute baby, whatever. Um, and he's like, who are you here for? And he's like, I'm here for you, obviously. Your baby has a destiny. And then... Instead of dying, Ipslaw does this lightning trick where he, uh, I don't know, puts his essence into the staff. It's not, like, explained. And it shouldn't be. I don't want to hear an explanation for what he does. Like, that's much better as a uh, metaphorical kind of thing. He is in the staff. He is in the staff. But, like, I, what I'm saying is I don't want an explanation in the way that 
Um, oh, absolutely. Like a yeah, science, you know, yeah. you know, you ever read a fantasy book where they're trying to do like a scientific explanation for how stuff works, and it's like, oh my god, it's magic. Yeah, man. every every Brandon Sanderson book, and unfortunately, I love it. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, and it's like, so the staff that this baby now has has his dad in it, and like this baby has to carry the staff around with his kind of evil dad's voice constantly mm. telling him you have to rule the world you are a sorcerer you are a source of magic you are better than the gods you need to subjugate everybody mm-hmm. and it's like okay so last week i said on the podcast that um the death and mort dynamic was sad because it's a father-son dynamic <laughs> which is inherently <laughs> sad Yes. Uh-huh. And I was right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it is just as true this week. Yeah, I think this is worse. Like this is this yeah, is much sadder. much worse. This is this is truly quite horrible. It it is Coin Coin is not a character. No. Uh, like for the parts we've read, the half of the book we've read, Coin is not a character. He is a force of nature who comes in. And it's only because we've got that uh, sort of basically um prologue mm. to the book mm-hmm. um of of Ipslaw putting himself into the staff and saying i have decided my son's destiny yeah that we that we know that coin isn't just this like evil creature he is he's 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 enthralled to his father's wishes when his father is dying and going mad after the death of his wife yeah, yeah. and we also have that brief scene where one of the wizards oh um, my god yeah um, i think see, i said this quote see, Sees so like he hears sobbing at night and goes and it's like the staff is basically like cajoling and like he's whispering to Coin him. while Coin is Spelter. asleep and Coin is sobbing yeah. in his sleep. It is so yeah. sad and that I saved that quote as well because it was just popped out as like this. That's really like yeah. pretty dark for a Discworld novel and it's it's a pretty like. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read past God's God, so they couldn't yeah. do it. Some dark stuff coming. But like, mm. some of the stuff is just like he's baby. He's he's this little like blonde haired golden eyed child. He looks like Adonal from Full Metal Alchemist when they were babies. <laughs> and I stand by that. Except they didn't try and resurrect <laughs> their mom in this universe, and it was just one of them. And instead of yeah. their dad being um. Uh, <laughs> what a, a philosopher's cool stone! He was a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel. I think this dad is worse than Hohenheim. Oh, this dad is oh, so yeah, much but worse Hohenheim than Hohenheim. Is like not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm not far enough into because, as I said, I only watched the 2003 adaptation and like 20 episodes of Brotherhood, and I haven't finished the manga. You gotta watch Brotherhood. <laughs> it's fine. It's, Brotherhood is okay. I have too much nostalgia for the original. Brotherhood's for the really good adaptation. Look, Yanosh, so. I don't, I don't watch anime very much, yes. and uh, Charlotte and Lucy were watching it, and I thought it was pretty good. It what? Seemed, it seems pretty good. <laughs> Look, I would probably like it if I hadn't the hadn't seen uh, the 2003 yeah. uh, anime first. So you know, it's probably good, but you have to take a side. 
I read the manga first, so I think the manga is the best. Okay, so you're... Purest. Okay, get out of here with your fucking... Um, I liked it before it was cool I, attitude. Okay, was, you read I mean, the manga. It was, it was incredibly... When I read the manga, it was huge, so it was not before it was cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's um, fine. I'm like that with Naruto, so it's it's okay. No, but I have the most hipster opinion, or the most contrarian opinion here, because I like the version that less people think is any good because it's not the faithful adaptation of the manga so it's obviously <laughs> inferior i think it's also like offensive <laughs> isn't it <laughs> no it's not it's good anyway we're getting okay. a- we're getting away from this i only brought yeah, FMA up because track. coin the little baby sorcerer in this looks like edinal he has blonde hair and golden okay. eyes he's cute as hell in this book he's a little baby boy he does vaporize some people he does. He, he does kill people. That's, you mean murder? He murders people. Yeah, yeah, but is it him? He's a ten, and he's being. No, he is I mean, a little no, baby like boy. he's. He's being literally controlled by his dead-ish dad. Yeah, his reality is. Yeah, his reality is ruled by this all-powerful artifact, which is technically his to control but it's not yeah yeah i i'm full coin apologist i don't think he did anything wrong a he's 10 b he's, he's being controlled by his dad who is his like mm. the a soul yeah. of his magical like what would you call uh, it he's a child and what is god but a representation of the patriarchal father you know so <laughs> i mean <laughs> damn charlotte charlotte destroying monotheism in, in <laughs> four words um yeah, and I think this is it's sort of an interesting follow-on for the sort of esque staff yeah. relationship, um, which was very like the yeah. staff had a personality, but it was always kind of on esque side, um, and it sort of it had some sort of agenda, but it was only to be used. It wasn't yeah. a person. Whereas this is very um, that power, but controlled by a, a malevolent personality. Mm-hmm. And not in the best interests of a child. Yeah. It's a weird reflection of the Esk story where the staff in Esk story is it is to empower her. Yes. And in this story, the staff is something dominating the child wielding it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is the, the staff is in control and in Esk, the staff gives Esk power. I mean, they're both. Yeah. The staff in both stories represents a patriarchal figure. Like, even mm. if in Esk's story the, the staff is not her dad, it is still the guy who gave her her powers. And, like, her dad doesn't even really figure into the story that much. It's the staff that does, because the staff has a character. No, yeah. I think your, like, wizard dad is also, like, kind of a, like, also kind of a dad figure, like the person who gave her the power. Mm. Um, I've thought of another sort of diametrically opposite thing between Esk and Coin's stories. The staff was given to Esk by accident, mm-hmm. with uh, the wizard not realizing that Esk was a girl. And in this one, the staff and its destiny was impressed on Coin. Yeah, like yeah, mm-hmm. I like his his father said, "This this will be your destiny." He he. I mean, they're both imposed, but one is one one is something that gives Esk freedom and choice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Es- yeah, sorry. Esk is given freedom and choice, and Coin is given so, domination. Yeah, and the dom he is dominated to dominate. Yeah, he is a proxy. Yeah. He's nothing but a proxy 
for Epslaw's anger. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and he's like he's a he's a wizard. He probably knows about sorcery. Like he know he he knows that the eighth son of an eighth son of an eighth son is the forbidden uh, sorcerer. So it's also mm. kind of like how why I I couldn't be the powerful magician yes. that I wanted to be. Like the 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 all powerful, the forbidden powerful magician. So I'm gonna make a son, but I'm also gonna control him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He wants to live through him, basically. Yeah. yeah. The worst, so the worst up. example of a helicopter parent I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking nuclear weapon parent. <laughs> yeah. What if, what if your dad is the atom bomb? Um, <laughs> it's also got a very similar scene where um, they both go to the university and are like laughed at by yeah. a bunch of adult wizards. But in Esks, it's like embarrassing mm. and she fails, whereas in Coins, it's scary and he murders people. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, but this is this is also like kind of what I meant when I said the good parts of the book. Book because I think it starts out like really strongly. It uh, does, yeah. With the yeah. wizard dying uh, or not dying, mm-hmm. you know, and then Coin walking into the university, and the you know the the powerful like the the magic magic off where the I don't remember his name, but one of the eighth level wizard uh, yeah. who does that garden spell and yeah. then asks uh, not ask coin shows the sorcery mm-hmm. like, i Which think is... it's like really cool magic stuff that we have yeah it is it's, it's it's really interesting it's like a I different really kind sorry of magic for him too. yeah he's like oh look at this look at this little boy coming in he's like he's, he's, you know he's like oh it's cute and like, it's not like you know, if he was truly kind, he probably wouldn't try and show off with his magic. But you know, he 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 doesn't do offensive magic. He try he does something lovely and beautiful, and is like, look at the look at what I've made something something wonderful, a little garden you can hold in your hand, mm-hmm. and coins like. Hmm, what if it's bigger? That's not, co- that's not too bad. <laughs> what if, what if this was our entire world now, and then I kill you afterwards, and he does? Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. I think I think it's very. There's some very interesting stuff around Coin's initial treatment from the magicians, mm. and I think one of the ones one of the ones that I highlighted highlighted was when I think it's Calding uh, goes to try and touch the wizard staff that Coin yeah. has. That's his dad, obviously, but the quote um, that I highlighted is mm. was, "But there are people who can't quite believe that children are fe- fully human." And it's like, yes. that's really interesting because uh, Coin's dad also believes that. That's why he's using Coin as a conduit for magic because he, he yeah. doesn't view Coin as his child. He doesn't view Coin as a human under his own right. He views him as, yeah, literally a conduit to, to subjugate people with. It's like, you know, the worst yeah. version of living through your child. And hmm. it's this realization that even the people who are you know, the normal wizards in the university would would probably do the same thing. And, like, they're talking mm. about, you know, we expelled him, the like, Coin's dad, because he, you know, he, like, he left and we didn't agree and he wanted to have a wife and fall in love and stuff. But, you know, they're the same. They're the same. They're all power-hungry. <laughs> yeah, and as soon as Coin appears and yeah. starts, like 
channeling magic into it and they all become more powerful they're sort of like some of them are scared but a lot of them are just like happy to have all this power Mm -hmm. and they're like excited and they're because they are it says by nature they are attracted to power yeah and they're like this is fucking great well yeah they all immediately start abusing it like (laughs) they they go into town there's the pie maker who's there and they're immediately like look we can conjure into existence better pies you should run for your life and he does Mm -hmm. you know it's that quote the fucking platonic pie yeah (laughs) and he's like it's bad enough that they're taking our lives they're taking our livelihoods too it's like yeah they ruined the economy how dare they yeah <laughs> but it's destroying the animal pork trade yeah um yeah and like they bring veterinary in um who is i is guess here. this is his first naming this is his first naming yeah, yeah. this is yes, his first is. like because up to this this point he was just like there was just some patrician but he didn't even have like much of a character Mm. So here he gets named and also like actually gets a description. Uh, Yeah, and this this part to me like the part where where the wizards are like, yeah, why don't why don't we rule? Actually, why is the patrician ruling? Let's put him into the dungeon. Oh, let's build a dungeon actually because we don't have one. (laughs) They're like, we're a Uh, university. We don't have a dungeon. (laughs) He does the same thing again, basically (laughs) in guards guards. Like the same idea of people want to put the patrician into a dungeon and put into place a different sort of ruling mm. yeah and they i like i just love this because he's like oh he's got it looks like he'd have thin lips and like have a white fluffy cat but he doesn't he's just like a guy kind of a guy <laughs> who's he's like got waffles he's got yeah, waffles and he's, dog. he's clever and he does some like mild terrorizing but only the appropriate amount um, and I also like the line about how he imprisons mimes and and street performers because that means he would put Amanda Pri- Amanda Palmer in prison. <laughs> Charlotte, you do as as his only right. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte, you do realize this means that veterinary would also imprison you for clown crimes. Uh, he never said clowns are illegal. He said street performers and mimes. There is a yeah, guild he, of fools, he, so no, he wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely. The Guild of Fools is an important part of Angmorport civic society. He did say mimes, and to be fair, I have never known you to be quiet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rude, but okay. um. Charlotte, may, Charlotte may wear black and white and uh, hit people with a ladder accidentally and, and custard pies, but... There's there's no mind crimes there. <laughs> but this I'm is, no fool. That's pure clownery. <laughs> Honestly, this is this is a new development to me that you uh, you are against mimes now. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I like this mimes. is veterinary like against mimes. I like mimes. I'm just saying that Amanda Palmer would be put in prison. Mm-hmm. By okay, so would you would you take the <laughs> would you rather have Amanda Palmer in prison, but also like hundreds, if not thousands, of innocent mimes? Um, there is no such thing, so... Or... <laughs> okay, of course, nobody's innocent, but... There know. is no innocent mimes. Um, why are they so quiet, mimes? Why Why don't they have more to say, you know? So what you are, they, are opposed what are they to plotting? mimes. I, I, I just want, to, I just want uh, to get a clear stance from you on this. Are you opposed to mimes or do you like them? I like mimes. Mimes are fine. Clever's but they mind. should be imprisoned together with Amanda Palmer because they... I'm just saying, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that he would put her in prison. 
Oh, it would also be right, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be right, but... <laughs> veterinary veterinary <laughs> summons Amanda Palmer to court, and she... <laughs> She 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 performs a cover of the NWA's "Fuck the Police" on the ukulele, and she immediately goes in the scorpion pit. <laughs> that is the perfect society. Okay, there's so much more we need to talk about. Yeah, here, so let's let's pivot back into the book. Okay, this is good, um, and it was rough that he got turned into a lizard. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I do just want to point out the thing at the beginning where there is a sense of impeding danger in Unseen University and everything starts leaving the building and I have the quote it wasn't the sight of the cockroaches that was so upsetting it was the fact that they were marching in step a hundred abreast the only (laughs) thing that this made me think of was the cockroaches in cats okay (laughs) yes yes yeah Yeah. I was like dad rebel Rebel Wilson snacking on cockroaches (laughs) Uh, the, the small child mice singing in her choir. I read this book for the first time earlier this year, like, because I only started reading these books this year. I read this book before Cats came out, or at least before I'd seen Cats, and I'm coming back to it, and I'm like, wow. So that's the benefit Cats. of context. <laughs> yeah, you really do learn things as you yeah. age. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that context? There is no context to cats. Mm -hmm. There is none. There's a ton of context, actually. What we can't get into cats right now. It's after midnight and we we still have so much more to talk about. So, yeah. So this stuff is really interesting. And I I think that if if there was more to do with this plotline and less to do with the other plotline, it would be a very good book. Yeah, that's that's Um, the thing. Like, that's what's most mind-boggling to me, that this feels like... Like, this feels like a story. Like, this feels like the story. Yeah. You know, this feels like what he wants to write about. I have the fancy hardcover edition, not the one with... Mm. with the one that doesn't have the Josh Kirby titties out drawing. Yeah. <laughs> and this one's cover is, like, just Corin standing in the door doorway with his staff. Yeah, because the staff is, like, the the bad guy. And Coin is the... It makes sense to have them on the cover, you know? Yeah, right. That's that's he's the sorcerer. Like that's yeah. where sorcery comes from. It's it's almost like Terry was like, I want to tell this really serious story about the wizards, but also I guess Rincewind's there because he's a wizard, and also maybe it wouldn't be funny enough. So I need to have some funny jokes also happening elsewhere. Also, we're gonna go to Clatch, which is like oh yeah, I know. yeah, a weird I mean... fever dream of Orientalism for like the hundred and hundred years previous. Why does he need to take this story away from Ankh-Morpork? He doesn't. There is no reason. I'm just saying this is probably what it's, he decided. It's for jokes about concubines. <laughs> That's what he wants to do. And it's it's a shame because I... Like, Kanina this as is... a character in this, like, Cohen's daughter, I really like her. I think she's pretty cool for the most part. My current D&D character is, has that same name. I think she's <laughs> p- pretty fun. Can, can we discuss Kanina's... Uh, I'm trying to put this nicely. Okay. Um, an anatomy on the cover of sorcery. She's got those big bobbies. I don't know what that what that is to say, other than the fact that she has giant round anime titties. <laughs> oh, but also her rib cage. What is happening to her? Again, rib cage? she has giant anime titties. That just comes <laughs> with zero rib cage. No, there's no anime that looks like this. This is not anime titties. This is this is coming from a different universe. 
Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> it's just like... Anime wishes it had this. <laughs> <laughs> anime could never reach this level of beauty. And no. as a child, I looked at this cover often. Um, <laughs> if, if anime looked like this, it would it would never it would never have gotten off the ground is, outside of Japan. Yeah. This is definitely one of the most booby of the covers. Yeah, yeah. there are many, but this one's one of the most like present. It's not not only is it booby, it's also very like thigh. Yeah, yeah, the thighs you know, are there. This I I know. Konina is very she's very like she's very booby and she's very thigh, but also she has apparently no waist. You can see her belly button. I mean, George, you've there is, you've seen mm, Rob Liefeld comics. That's just what we're. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> but like, comic comic women's bodies. The the more you look mm-hmm. at it, the less you understand. The less spine she has. Okay. I will but say that Charlotte. I do agree with you in that if I had seen this cover as a like young girl, I would have been staring at it for some time, and then only realised why I was doing that at about. 14 years old it like it's I was one of those. like <laughs> interesting it's I was like Just, this is interesting I'm looking directly at it yeah so could we talk about Kanina as a character I think the idea of having like an, a genetically good fighty woman who wants to be a hairdresser is kind of funny and I kind of like it but yeah it's yeah. good I think it's a cool idea but mm-hmm. I also feel like I am discovering a weakness in Terry Pratchett's writing of women, specifically in that. Oh, really? Whenever he, whenever he writes women as hot, he gets weird about it. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, Look, yeah. Y- Janusz, you're you're discovering what it means to be English. <laughs> this is being English. You're like, if there's tits, you're like, wow. Has anyone thought about this? <laughs> Why is no one talking no. about it? Is there um, is there no tits in England? <laughs> There were no tits in England. I mean, there are, obviously, like, physically speaking, but emotionally speaking. No. <laughs> I don't know. I can think in government there's a few tits. All right. Let's go. Okay, on. this is a um, Brexit cast, please. Ooh. Point is, this <laughs> is a nation if of it was, the People want to hear yes. about Horny. I assume she's 20. They don't specify an age. So I'm thinking 20 uh, to 25 I'm, for Canadian. I'm not yeah? sure she is, because there's a part where Rinswin says <laughs> he knows Cohen... And he's been at, he's been there when he married a girl Conina's age. Yes. Yeah, but she was twenty, but so it's fine. It was, <laughs> well, well, no, Bethan. No, Bethan, but she is now. Bethan was seventeen. Uh, he was there yes. when he married a girl. I'm choosing to believe she's now Conina's that age. It's years in the future. I'm I'm choosing to believe it's a couple years in the future. I'm choosing to believe Kanina is twenty to twenty-five. Rincewin is a wizard. I assume, for only Harry Potter reasons, that they have longer lifespans. Rince time to and we talked about the timeline last week. It doesn't matter. I just I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't. No age is specified, so it's fine. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Terry is hinting at her being very young. Yeah, but you know we're. Yeah, like I, know. I don't want to be. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I don't want us to get into. Uh, Listen, we the, live on pedophile island. <laughs> I don't want to get into the Hatsune Miku wrote Harry Potter of Terry Pratchett criticism. You know. No, oh, I no, know, no. but I don't think we are because we're about to talk about how it's Orientalist for yeah. about another hour. Yeah. Um, oh, no, so I'm just like, want to move on. Ex- I want to move on from ex- the. Non- I'm not. Excu- I'm not excusing this. <laughs> So he does get, like, 
weirdly horny and Rincewind also spends a lot of this book being like damn yeah I'm I'm a wizard but I'm <laughs> horny and you could if you were being incredibly generous say that this is themes but at the same time it's terrible so. <laughs> what is the theme Catholicism no that he has a no. that he as a wizard is attracted to a woman and feels like the pull of having I... a relationship which is the same as Ipslaw I don't think heterosexuality <laughs> can be a theme. But it's like about wizards having children, isn't Have it? You, That's uh, sort of a theme. But, uh, you know. I mean... Uh, <laughs> I'm saying if you're being generous, I'm not saying it is a theme. Yeah. I don't I'm think just it saying is. I'm you just could go... make that connection. Okay, yes, Rincewind <laughs> being horny. Kind of weird to me. Because he's uh, yeah, still... It's not like, good. Even, even though he's a younger wizard, like he's maybe in his... 30s 40s still kind of weird yeah it's it's pretty grim i'm just i'm not thinking about it, and i also know what happens at the end of this so i'm less bugged about it than i maybe yeah. would be yeah i know what happens at the end it's yeah i guess we'll talk about it in a week because I, <laughs> i'm not sure mm. i like it but i did like the scene where she's cutting his hair on the boat just because yeah, i was thought it cute. was, like, was fun. nice like yeah. her following her passion a little bit it's cute it's good it's good, yeah, good. Yeah. i think she's really cool i really like Kamina. i'm not sure she is like i would love her to be but i don't really see much <laughs> of her character besides wanting to be a hairdresser actually but other than that i don't see she's got some very witty lines i don't know i like some of the stuff that's like like you have to get out of here like, you have to follow me, your life is in danger. And Rincewind's like, why? And she's like, because I'll kill you if you don't. I think that's funny. Yeah. Like, I think she's <laughs> funny. I like her. Obviously, that's Terry, but, like, all of this is Terry. I don't know. I think it's she's got stuff. It's like, when she like when she's talking about, like, all right, I mean, obviously it's terrible, but she's like, I always wanted to see the inside of a harem, you know, just out of curiosity. Yeah. And I think there is, like, personality yeah. to a lot yeah, of her lines. Me, yeah, me too. And I think... There's some interesting stuff, and I know we brought up Esk earlier from um, Equal Rights. Equal Rights. Because um, there's the bit where, which is kind of interesting, because there's a the bit where they're talking about Unseen University, and she's like, oh, you know, like Rintwin says they don't allow women after dark, and she says, and before dark, and he's like, no, not then either. And she's like, well, wh- what are you going to get, what are wizards got against women? So part of me is like, what happened to Esk? What happened to Esk? <laughs> <laughs> what? Did they kill her? Anyway, it's like, <laughs> you know, what happened to Esk? And, you know, she's got a problem with that. Yeah. I like her. I don't know. I think she's funny. And the, the thing is about Pratchett, he, he's constantly playing with genre. Yeah. And, um, like, he, a lot, like, a lot of the genre, he's, he's playing with a lot of pulp fiction and fiction from the past and, like, you know, Conan the Barbarian. He's playing with... Um, Lots of lots of past stuff yes. that has defined the genres. He's playing with genre that we have received from uh, genres that were established in the past. But I think sometimes when when these when when the genre he is playing with interacts with sort of social uh, divisions and social inequalities that we are living with now, with genre or race or ethnicity or religion. And this, I think, this comes within in with the Orientalism thing, but I he he is playing with these things, and I think I think he doesn't support them, 
um, and he thinks they are quite funny inherently, but um, he doesn't necessarily do enough to undercut them and make make clear that these things are not uh, not great. He doesn't. Uh, I don't he think he fully reflects on them. Like in this case, the pulpy, quote unquote, pulpy, pulpy thing that he. Uh, would ref- uh, reflect on or would play on would be stuff like uh, Thousand and One Nights. What's it called in English? Arabian no, Nights. No, that's, that's what it's called. Thousand and One Nights, yeah. 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 And that is its its whole thing, you know? Yeah. Mm. Problems yeah. with that because it's like the version we know is mostly <laughs> white inventions or like framed framed by colonialists uh, in a way that it is presented yeah. to us. I do think you have a point, George, and that like um like some of this some of the stuff like Rincewind I don't think is ever framed as an entirely in like entirely correct character. Like his viewpoints are mm. not the author's viewpoints are not the book's um philosophy, I don't think. I mean I don't know. You like feel free to to disagree on this. Yeah, stuff. but then there's parts where uh, where they're in um, Al Kali, yeah. which once again, just calling the place Al Kali kind of racist, probably because it sounds like he just made up an Arabic sounding name. Um, I mean, uh, yes, absolutely, yes. And then there's the <laughs> Serif. And his grand vizier, and when Rincewind says sees the grand vizier, he immediately thinks that looks like a grand vizier. I mean, the grand vizier thing is in. Oh, this a is the thing he does in like every books. book. Yeah, I know. That's in like every. That was in the last book, <laughs> in more. Oh my god! It was because yeah. they had yeah. the the guy from I can't remember where. Then he was eating squishy. Oh, we, this, we didn't even talk about this, that. He was with eating the, fish. the, yeah, the squishy sushi stuff, and they were having like a sparring contest, and more had to like knife one of them. So like the grand the grand vizier thing comes up like a lot. I I know you've not read pyramids, but that's gonna come up again. <laughs> Terry Terry Pratchett is just this absolute hyena for tropes and genre yeah. and all these sort of cliches that come out, and he plays with them. But I think he doesn't necessarily think about the context that they come from, and a lot no. of this sort of orientalist stuff uh, the it's basically all arabic shit yeah you know it's it's like it's like oh all out and out there in the east they're all a bit funny and horny and they've got they got they got these they're all very religious they've got these very weird like harems and everything yeah like it's not relevant to today's middle east but it's talking about it's talking about the sort of it's coming from this this um it's coming from this literature that's written during the empire Mm -hmm. that is that that has a long pedigree in britain today and he's playing he's playing with this and i you know he's using it as a source of comedy i think i i hope because he doesn't respect it but also because um, growing up in Britain, growing up in Britain, to, like yeah, this, that's just what you get. Growing up, growing, growing up in Britain, this is this is the sort of literature that is part of the background noise, and that's what he's playing with. And he doesn't ever grapple with that. This this literature that he is he is making comedy out of is intrinsically racist. So even if he's like, oh, look at this, look at this, like funny, mm. funny genre comedy that I'm doing. Even if even if this stuff isn't taken seriously and it's like it's a joke, the fact that you're including it, it's gonna be racist. Yeah. 
There's this, this bit. It, 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 it is. He just. It's the reproduction of racist tropes. There's one specific quote in this that really got me, which is the like, he's in like the garden, um, and he's literally the quote from Rincewind is like, they don't know any better. Foreign countries are well, foreign countries they do things differently there. Although some things he decided were done in very much the same way, only with rather more inventiveness and by the looks of it, far more often. And it's this like, foreign countries like. You know, Eastern people be having sex mm. all the time, whereas mm-hmm. we're proper. I don't know. I don't like. Sit yeah, it's like well. it's like the, he's constantly like they're a little bit exotic, aren't they? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. not, well, it's the yeah, specifically yeah. line they don't know any better. It's like, and you do, <laughs> rinse with Terry. I don't know. Like, what's the no, message? No, I think there? I think like, those I, parts are supposed to be like. That's a Those parts head. are supposed to respe- respect, reflect like Rincewind's uh, yeah, perspective yeah, on it, yeah. and and that can be read charitably. But I think, I think that still doesn't excuse <laughs> the rest of it. Like it's because it's it's the it's the type of othering that if we actually want to get into Orientalism, it's the type of othering when there's like you know there's two types of othering, uh, and one of them is gonna be where they're like evil savages basically and the other one is where oh they're they're much cooler than us they're so much more exotic they they know do have yeah. so much better sex like than fetish, fetishistic yeah exactly mm-hmm. and like both of them are basically the same yeah yeah they're, they're always ineffable yeah they're not they're not quite human it's, it's the alienation yeah. of other people just just because they're from lebanon or something where, yeah, you know, and this is going to be something that will come up a lot in Rincewind books. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also, again, in Jingo. And I think Jingo is interesting in the way it tries to tackle it. Like, we'll have to talk about it closer because part, part of the mystery is this sort of... is playing with the characters' sort of Orientalist ideas... But then at the same time, the way that they use the tropes, it does become Orientalism and it does end up being not great a lot of the time. And it, there's like a lot of racial slurs, not even not, not like bad ones, but like, I mean, they're all bad, but you know, yeah. in that one. Um, and then there'll be, there's like some interesting ones. So like the one in China, I think it does that too, but it's almost so different that it, you can sort of get past it. Like it doesn't feel like oh this is china it's like this has got some stuff that china has but it's not the same as clash mm. in the way it's presented mm. um it, it feels like, like a different in, society interesting times it's based it's based on like sort of very abstracted notions of like ancient chinese society yeah through through like a genre lens and then terry pratchett using that genre lens to create his own fiction in yeah. not a not a like a purely reverential way so it it does still again recreate like yeah like colonialist racist, tropes racist yeah. stuff mm-hmm. but you know the more but i like, think about it the the more cause, it's a bit more abstracted because uh because when lucy said at the beginning uh or you know when i said this is my least favorite out, out of the ones we've read uh and in, you know, in the light, fantastic, and the color of magic, because one of the things we talked about when we talked about 
one of those, like the first Transwind books, is mm. how Terry Pratchett doesn't... And I put this in the intro, I think, actually, even... Or it was in the same interview that I... I might not have put it in the intro, but he says the thing about how he doesn't really like Rincewind mm-hmm. himself, but he thinks he's a useful character because we can get to fun places and meet interesting characters because he's always running away. And mm. <laughs> in The Color of Magic and the Light Fantastic, that means we get to see we get to see the edge of the disc. Like we get to see fantasy yeah. tropes, fantasy things. And this is kind of a turning point in the Rincewind books because starting here, the next two interesting times and the, well, the Eric next continent first, but, uh, is like both, <laughs> you know, Rincewind goes to places that are very clearly based on places in our world. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like... <laughs> Having fun with with a made-up fantasy place uh, and made-up fantasy creatures is very different from having fun with... Uh, the a basically tropes. direct fantasy mirroring of a world, yeah. like a culture that actually exists. See, the thing is, if he'd made of the French, if he'd made fun of the French, I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the Australian yeah. one is mostly all right. Um, well, yeah. Cause, there's some, there's some yeah. stuff in that that's not great. But the, it's like, less making bad than Nor- interesting times for sure. It's, it's mostly about white Australians, and that's very funny yeah. because, yeah, yeah come but- on, <laughs> it's Australia. You know, my my point is that Rincewind is the character that he uses to get yes. to different continents, uh, and mm-hmm. you know that's why they're not like you know Rincewind. Like that's why they're not like French cliches, or you know, mm. I don't mind that. Like that's also used in a ton of fantasy. Uh, where there's places that clearly resemble our friends or our, uh, our I yeah. don't know, ancient Greece or whatever. Quirm is France. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quirm is also very poorly defined. They just sort of vaguely mention, like, nice food. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, what else was I going to say? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think of it. <laughs> It's, it's I mean, hard to we said a lot. About. We can go into more next week when we like finish it. Yeah. Have more, yeah. So we yeah, have yeah. like a wider, more macro look at the book as a whole. Yeah. Do we want to go into like detail of the Orientalism, or have we really just sort of covered like the important? Yeah, let's talk about some of the it. things we have issue with. Let's let's get into okay. that because I have issue with the slave trade thing. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up that he just put that in. Yeah. Uh, when they're like, I think he wanted to have peril, and he was like, "What well, if they're slavers?" But it's it's a sort of it's kind of a serious thing to just be like, yeah. "Oh, this is a funny joke." Yeah, and and the joke itself is like, uh, they fight them. They're like, no, like, but even before they get there, they're like, "We're going to Alkali. That's like Ankh-Morpork, but with a better slave trade." Oh yeah. And then Konina says. Uh, says basically what we're saying that that's not something yeah i think she literally says but isn't slave trades unethical oh and rinswin's like is it yeah <laughs> rinswin cancelled maybe so what the fuck was that <laughs> not great maybe i guess he's meant to be i don't know even what he's trying to joke about there really yeah uh, bit of a weird one fine oh yeah the part with the seraglio this is where i learned that word i learned that from the mozart opera Oh yeah, the abduction from the Sarah. Yeah. Yes. 
I know the Mozart. I don't actually know what happens in that though. I just know the name. It's from Mozart, very Orientalist. Yeah, I mean, no kidding. Um, yeah, and there's some like fucked up shit, which is like, oh, what, what in the slave trade? Taken as a- oh, in the book. No, I mean we talked about that. Yes, yeah, the slave trade in the book. This is where it's like, oh, wouldn't it, isn't it funny that they all want to make Kanina a sex yeah, slave? Yeah, there's some, like, like uh, grim undertones to the that Kanina being... Uh, yeah, there's some grim stuff in this, which is kind of made light of and never acted upon. Even when they're talking about going into the yeah. shades. Um... It's yeah. Oh yeah, like, that was weird. Yeah, you you could list off a like, whole bunch was, of different crimes of people would commit, but you don't have to list like the R word. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know that why really I don't want to say it, but I, it's I, like I almost forgot about that. That's kind of weird that that it was there. I don't know. You don't have to bring it up. It's, and if I was to write a fantasy world, I just wouldn't have it part of it. When they're like, "Oh, you go into the shades," you it's like murderers and rapists. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, because that's not Sorry. something he. That's not something he like puts in most of the really time at all. Yeah, most of the time and that isn't shouldn't. there. No, like, these are lighthearted, no. fun fantasy books, and even if there's like darker undertones in some of the in some of the books, you don't need to go that dark. Yeah, it's like it's it's. I don't know. My issue with fantasy is <laughs> fantasy at large is that it always seems to feel like it has to bring in that. And it doesn't have to. I like you don't have to make sexual violence a part of your world. Like you really don't. And I I understand like with with Song of Ice and Fire, if you're strictly yeah. basing it on a medieval society, then yes, historically that was an enormous part of it. It always like has been in our culture. But if you're writing like other stuff, I don't know. He doesn't bring it up in other books, which is why it bothers me in this because it's like yeah, that's 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 what makes it even more jarring to me. Like in a Song uh-huh. of Ice and Fire. There's still, he still goes a little overboard with the sexual violence. Yeah. If we're being mm-hmm. honest, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel out of place in general because because th- those books are like grim dark fantasy, uh, and there's there's like also like a ton of like not sexual violence also happening in them. Yeah, and they're, they're also... violent books, but these aren't. You know, it's these are like comedy violence. Oh, but Monstrous Regiment does have some. Dogs. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's not like made light of. It's like a very serious mm. part of the story, and it's it's sort of very briefly mentioned. Yeah. Mm. It's implicit, not not implicit. It's but it, it's sort of it's, subtext. Yeah, yeah, but to gain part like the full meaning of the story, that is part of it. Mm. It's yeah, it's uh, monstrous regiment is a that's a that's a it's it's, good. It's, it's, it is very good. Yeah, I know. I'm excited um, to read it. I have a copy of that one already. Like, and that's like next year, two years from now, and I'll schedule. Yeah, that's gonna take a while. Yeah, but I'm excited. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, I should. I should probably read some books about gender. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Um, we don't. I we don't, don't have any truck with that sort of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Too fast to It's gender. fine. It's gonna take a while until we mm-hmm. get to that book. So up to then the we'll be hashtag the gender games. Um. <laughs> yeah, we'll up to then we'll we'll have read the gender games. Actually I have two these these two bad sentences because I have underlined some sentences and most of them because they were bad. 
mm-hmm. which I don't do in other Discord books. In other Discord books, I underline the good sentences. So, anyway, <laughs> mm. the first I underlined is Alkali Gateway to the whole mysterious continent of Clash. Like, this, just the way of putting this is like so classic unreflected orientalism. The mysterious continent. Yeah. Just, the just mysterious, the enormous yeah. place with many different countries and cultures. And then there's a it's, joke. It's, it's just like, a s- and not a joke about the slave trade here, where, uh, mm. where Rincewind says, uh, for the last time, I don't want to buy anyone, you wretched child. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was bad. <laughs> yeah, there's bad stuff in this. Like I I think it's bad. Like it's unpleasant to read and it doesn't need to be there. I think it's like, you know, it's this yeah. it's this thing of like you have this contrast between the um empathy extended to coin and then the contrast of the empathy extended to these children in um what's the name of where mm-hmm. they are? Al uh Al Kali. Kali. Like I, was, I don't know. Is it meant to be like Alkali? Is it like Alkali? I thought it was like oh, uh, like yeah. the goddess. I don't know. I'm reading it wrong. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, like a lot of a lot of like the place names in Clatch are um, b- based on like Al something jokes, mm. uh, which are called, like very cool. Sound similar very to English words where it's Al something. But the thing is, you... the thing is, like most of the Al Al something words in english uh also arabic where do you think the word alcohol comes from alcohol alcohol (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's an arabic word i mean that's like that terry pratchett knew that that's the thing i so it's it's a it's a it's a choice yeah yeah it's like you go to spain half of everything is called al something like it's it's a Uh big thing like it's alfama yeah, so that's not It right. actually um, kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you all know that, uh, the very racist comic uh, by, it's written by the same guy who wrote Asterix, uh, and it's oh. called Is No Good, which is like French for like, he's no good, but pronounced French, but it's written in a way that it it's apparently supposed to be the name of an Arabic guy and it's about a guy who is a grand vizier and he wants to be caliph in the place of the caliph. So he comes up with very funny schemes to... Uh, to that sounds like Terry to kill the grand vis- To kill the caliph, to become the I caliph mean, instead of him, which yeah. could be a funny setup, but it's just so full of Orientalist tropes still, like the... The the reason why I bought brought up that um, that Belgian comic is one because it reminded me of that a lot. Like I don't know if Terry Pratchett is like inspired by it or whatever or read that. But but also that also does the thing. Like that comic also does the thing where like all of the names of the characters are like Arabic sounding things that are actually puns, which like it's it's more than just L puns, you know. But still, like, yeah. I think it's kind of fucked up to do that. I think it's. I think it's just all. They're all taking from this sort of same corpus of literature from like the first half yeah. of the twentieth century and the late later half of the nineteenth century, uh, which is which is like explicitly Orientalist. And mm. I think I think they're all 
they were just taking from this thing like more or less ironically it's like they're they're making fun of it or making light of it but in a way that they're reinstating the same stereotypes just in a joking exactly. subverted way but they still reinstate it <laughs> because they don't they don't subvert the reasons why those oriental stereotypes exist they just subvert the stereotypes themselves and create yeah. new stereotypes or whatever but they still say that if Terry Pratchett was writing about the real world, mm-hmm. I feel like he wouldn't do this yeah. stuff. But I think, I well, think because it's a fantasy, it's like having a proxy. I, yeah, to... it, but he doesn't realize he doesn't realize that repeating these these fic, like fictional tropes, um, even even in an entirely different route, like in entirely different world, it's still repeating the same racism, and we understand we understand the coding that's in that in that fiction. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it just just because it's not in a real world in, in the real world, it's 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 still doing the same racism again. And I, I don't I don't think he got that. No. Yeah. Okay, this is a bad way to like end it. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to end it given all the stuff that is in this book. But I do yeah. have a question <laughs> I want to ask you guys. Okay, um, which mm. is this is not a question that I saw on Quora. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it could have been. I don't like this beginning. <laughs> Who <gasps> do you think would win in a fight? The Arch Chancellor's hat. Or the sorting hat. Fuck off. <laughs> no, Lu- Lucy, I will never speak to you again. Le- I can't believe none of the, you, the rest of you head. thought of this joke. That's a great joke. Um, I think it would be the Archchancellor's hat. Probably the sorting hat can't do because anything besides... It can do some freaky... We don't really talk about it, but it can do some wild shit yeah. and freeze that people is true. and it's fucked up. Yeah, all the all the sorting hat can do is do a Myers-Briggs personality <laughs> test on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, basically an internet quiz. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, you can change your results depending on how much you really want to be smart or brave yeah, or, like, exactly. evil. You can just adjust it. <laughs> the sorting hat is aligned with mirrors on the inside. And you're just like, well, I guess I am this one of four personalities. <laughs> Amazing. I heard that Slytherins are better in business. Um, wow. I love to be a psychopath. It's good. Oh. Okay, have we got anything no, else No, that to was add my only this? thing. Because this is an obscene <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, I think it's um, time to close this out. It is. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so I, I hope you enjoyed this and, and we didn't just yell for like an hour and a half. We, we gotta do... If, even if we did, you you love yeah. it. We gotta do Patreon readouts. <laughs> um, yeah. Read Edward Said, because I yeah. haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I recommend you read Edward Said's Orientalism, or at least just like a summary. Yeah, or at least at least read the... Do it, do it the way I read it, which is read the introduction... Yes. <laughs> and then read the chapters that are relevant for the thing you're currently writing. Or you can read like uh, any sort of post-colonial uh, sort of literature often takes a lot from Edward Said. So you can get a lot yeah. of his main ideas through that. I do think um, it's, it's good to, you to get back to the Obviously source. Obviously going and, to the source text yeah. will get you like the, the best, the clearest idea, but you know... 
and he he's like whatever you can read he reads <laughs> said actually writes in a way that is not unreadable like he's yeah. he's not like he's not judith butler levels of hard to read no he's not trying to break your brain he's just trying to explain yeah. <laughs> ooh that rhymed um yeah so thank you for listening and also yeah read edward said mm. and other sort of post colonial theory um which you know um and also they, uh, you can donate to our Patreon <laughs> if you want like unrelated content which is fun to listen to where we do um, some research content on internet shit which is fun and other stuff which is also kind of about internet shit <laughs> yeah. the, I guess it is just all about internet shit you really I can't hype up the newest episode enough it's <laughs> it's just an insane rabbit hole into uh a self-published author. Into knockoff YA ebooks. Yeah, which is I, very funny. I haven't been I haven't been recording on a uh, bonus episode yet. But you will. The episode where Charlotte tells everyone about the uh, the, the Lord of the Rings cop that broke my brain. <laughs> yeah, was, wait till next week. Yeah, that's gonna break oh, it. Yeah. Even it was more. A, it was. Like, it was it was like the nichest crossover between the Behind the Bastards and QAA that I've ever heard. And I, it has destroyed me more than either of those podcasts it ever has. <laughs> just like, oh my it's God. also got fandom in it, so it's fun. Ah. <laughs> yeah, we might, we might put up that episode in the regular feed if you want a taste of that. Taste. But you will not get the continuation of the story unless you sign up for <laughs> one euro to our Patreon. And if you pay us That's five right. euros, you will get a special shout out on all of our episodes as uh, the two people who are currently <laughs> on that tier will get it now. A uh, special shout out to Milk Succubus and Rise and Grind Memes for side hustling teens thank we you so you much guys. for love your you. support thank, thank you so much that's, that's really lovely kisses. thank you Ali yeah um, <laughs> yeah so donate to that and you won't regret it um, and until next time <laughs> when we will be reading the second half of Sorcery um, <laughs> Bob, Bob Strong in the Arms Your Uncle uh, cancel Ritzwind you know why this book was so bad is because <laughs> Rincewind is without two flower. Yeah. So, it's because it tries to be a heterosexual, which is never a good yeah, right. Well, he's fine. You want Rincewind? If you want good narratives, you can donate money to us, <laughs> and uh, the sort of emotional equivalent of a masonry drill will be driven through your ears by, yeah. by our podcast. If you want a better Rincewind book than this, then read the. Read the Rincewind Two Flower fan fiction found on Archive of Our Own. It's good. Just, it sounds it's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for listening, okay, guys. Um, Beyond so, Strong and yeah, the Arm is Your Uncle. I know Shaz Beyond just Strong said that Bob's Strong and the Arm is Your Uncle again, but it's Beyond. I always do. Um, Stan Weatherwax, Stan Rinceflower. Okay. Stan Rinceflower. Um, Flat Equal Rights. Forever. Mm. Equal Rights. Equal Rights. Um, read Edward Said. Yeah, Rinceflower um, says fuck. Yeah, Rincewind does say. Rincewind does say fuck. Says fuck too, Flower. Um, bye.
You've been listening to a Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.